Electro and Bono Movie Power Hour. You know what? Where's Hawk at? Listener discretion advised. Welcome to the Electro and Bono Movie Power Hour. I am Electro, of course. Yo, what up? This is Bono. And we are back again with another exciting edition of the Movie Power Hour. If you're looking for a powerful hour of movies, then you came to the right place. Let me tell you, mm-hmm. here we talk about recent movies, classics. We try to break them down, talk about directors, little reviews. You know, the Oscar seasons is happening right now. A lot mm-hmm. of buzz. Um, uh, and I don't think this movie got, I don't know what if it had any Oscar nominations. It's a great film. Of course, you're talking about The Iron Claw, right? The Iron Claw. Yeah. But I was going to say, it should have, you know? I think this movie was really goddamn good, and it, if it didn't get a lot of Oscar nominations, it, it, it deserved them, even if it wasn't going to win them. Right. This movie was fucking fantastic. I loved it. It was good, man. A really heartfelt movie. Re- shot really well. Mm-hmm. And just brutal story. Really yeah. Brutal story. So this comes from Bono's wet dream of a fucking studio. Hell yeah. Agenda 24. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you hear that Mr. Efron is going to be in a movie about wrestling. You're kind of like, okay, dude. Like, mm-hmm. I don't give a shit. What are you doing, Zach? <laughs> but, you know, I think you and I have been... We've been on the Zach train, right? Yeah, I've been, been... I've rode that train across. <laughs> <laughs> well, since Neighbors, you know? Yeah, he's good in Neighbors. Did you do anything before that? that... I don't know. Should we pull it up? Let's, Let's pull see. it up. Let's You're right, that. dude. Let's go through fucking Efron's But, yeah, you career. see Efron's um, getting behind this, and then, you know, pictures start coming out, and my boy is ripped. Oh, my God. Ripped like, to shreds. Like, like what, what's he doing like he was ripped in the neighbors movies like he's fucking ripped in those right but this is other level this is fucking he's bulked up like crazy in this one yeah okay he's done a lot he's done a lot of stuff <laughs> well yeah of course he has oh damn he was in firefly firefly yeah the joss whedon show hmm. nathan fillion little space adventures <laughs> okay. He was in an episode of ER. Okay. CSI, CSI Miami. Miami uh-huh. Of course. Yep. In 2005. Summerland? What's Summerland? Uh, Never heard of it, but show. he was in 16 episodes of that. NTIS. Mm-hmm. 2006. Mm-hmm. One episode, though. I wonder if he was like the raper or something, right? And this shit. It was always somebody raped or murdered someone. <laughs> Maybe he's a victim. They got to catch him. <laughs> you think Zach was yeah. a victim? Yeah, because then he does High School Musical right after. You're right. the same he year. might have been too young. No, nah, he could have been a young little rapist. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look at Daniel Austin. Does that sound like a rapist to you? Straight up. Kind of does. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of does. Yeah, so High School Musical comes right after that. 2006, mm. he was on an episode of The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Did you ever watch that? I didn't. Good. <laughs> did you Is that no oh, okay i was like uh you didn't like it or <laughs> i mean he was in hairspray mm-hmm. high school musical 2 mm-hmm. me and orson wells who directed that movie somebody prominent directed me and orson wells was it Linklater? maybe yeah it was richard Linklater. okay i mean i think this got some acclaim 6.7 i don't know mm-hmm. the lorax <laughs> That's where we know him from. <laughs> the did, you, did you ever watch the Lorax? No, dude. No, no. Why would I watch the Lorax? You never you were a Dr. Seuss fan? I mean, uh, kind of. Sure. Dude, Gordon hears a who? The maybe. fucking that's Lorax. That's a fucking. That was a hitter of a book back in the fucking kindergarten classroom. Okay, <laughs> the Lorax taught you fucking lessons, my friend. <laughs> okay. Hard lessons. Well, now that I know. Efron's behind it. I can probably hard <laughs> and Danny DeVito's voice is a fucking lore of the, of the little orange dude. I don't think he's the Laura. He's not the Laura. No, don't you remember that fucking story? I don't think so, dude. Are you fucking kidding me? No, right no, I'm being honest. The Lorax. Oh my God! You're not. You go buy the Lorax for one of your children. Like <laughs> as soon as we leave here, <laughs> okay. read it to them. You God it. damn it! 
<laughs> Do they got the cat in the hat at least? The Grinch? Mm-mm. You don't, you're not going to buy them these no things? No Seuss, no Dr. Seuss, bro. Wow. Not for a particular reason. Just haven't done uh-huh. it. <laughs> you know, Dr. Seuss left his dying wife for a younger bitch. Wow. She was dying of cancer and he was like, well, looks like you're not going to be around much longer. So I got myself the new model. Have fun dying by. Oh, my God. Yeah, we don't need that energy. <laughs> but, you know, he was a genius. Cat in the hat. <laughs> he came up with the cat in the hat, buddy. <laughs> and the Lorax. And the Lorax. The Grinch. Horn hears a who. That's a good one. Classics. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> sorry about my Lorax rant. <laughs> I just really like the Lorax. I mean, the movie was okay, <laughs> but the fucking book, impacting book, <laughs> powerful stuff. Powerful. The Lucky One in 2012, The Paperboy. Never seen these. Mm-mm. Parkland, that awkward moment, 2014. Then he comes to the Neighbors, is really where. Yeah. Is that the only thing we like him in? I think so. <laughs> Neighbors in 2014. Dirty Grandpa. I'd I never, I, I I never watched it. Yeah. I couldn't bring myself to do it. No. I fucking love Robert De Niro too much to put myself through. There's a Neighbors 3? Or it's a short. I was like, what the fuck? Uh, what am I seeing? Zombies Rising. What? Anyways, Neighbors 2 in 2016. Mm-hmm. Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. I saw that movie. Did you watch that one? Mm-mm. With Adam from The Workaholics. Oh, no, no. It has Aubrey Plaza and I can't remember who the other one is. It's a whatever little sex comedy, I guess. Okay. So that's where he found his little niche, right? He's like, okay, people like me in these crude, funny movies. I think they like pay some chicks to be their dates to a wedding or some shit. Oh, okay. So what's... Um, uh, Baywatch. Did you watch Baywatch? <laughs> no, I didn't watch fucking Baywatch. I think I tried to because the trailer looked kind of funny. The Rock can be funny. All the elements were there for that to have been a good movie. Spoofing on Baywatch, you know, it was a stupid fucking show that was just revolved around us wanting to look at hot chicks run in slow motion. Right. Pamela Anderson was very important <laughs> to, <laughs> to me, to, to my development. Solely responsible. Carmen Electra, you know, these are all Baywatchers. <laughs> so, you know, Baywatch means a lot. To right. me, <laughs> <laughs> so I bought this in 4K. I didn't buy it. I think I watched it. I don't know if I like illegally torrented. Wow, <laughs> possibly. Wow, or it could have been a, a streaming thing back in the torrenting days right, when right. you know you visit the old Bay of Pirates. All know? right, <laughs> it's a parrot. Ar. Ar. Yeah, it, it was a dud. But, you know, it should have worked. Hmm. should have worked. After that, he's in The Disaster Artist briefly. Do you remember him in that movie? I think so. He's, like, one of the actors. He's, like, not a very big part. Right. But you're seeing the trend here, you know? He's in these silly fucking dumb films. Right. After that, he's in The Greatest Showman in 2017. I've never seen that. Mm-mm. Wait, how have you not seen that when the girls love that movie? I know, and I refuse. I mean, even in passing, you have to have seen it all. I've by maybe now. walked <laughs> by it, <laughs> but I haven't watched it. I'm not going to watch my fucking guy, fucking Hugh. Uh, wait, what's his name? Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> my, my man. My over man. Here. <laughs> Fucking sing and dance. <laughs> <laughs> I think he can. I'm sure he can, but I'm not trying to watch it. Right. <laughs> and then he did the Ted Bundy movie. Oh, that's probably the most. Yeah, you did. You watch? You watched it? Yeah, I watched okay, it. Cool. Extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. They could have picked a better title for that. Yeah, film. it's not. That's not good. That's a little too witty. It is that. Yeah, but it's unnecessary. Yeah. Extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. They could have just named it vile. Right. Much better. Yeah. It would take that 6.7% on IMDb maybe to a 6.8. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. He was good in it. It wasn't a bad movie. 
I wasn't like okay enough. It wasn't like great or anything, but I think you see his acting chops in it. Right. You could see like how charming he can be, how you can get lost in eyes like those. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not hard. No. Um, uh, the beach bum never watched that. Scoob, yes, I didn't watch that piece of crap. <laughs> you didn't watch it? No, I tried. I think I gave up after like five minutes. Oh, I was like, This my is God, garbage. Time. Garbage, it gets good. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You like Scoob? Yeah, he's Fred in it, huh? Yeah, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> Got all Efron in there. After that, let's see. Gold. I don't know what the fuck that is. Firestarter. You watched that? Firestarter? Yeah. No, it's supposed to be one of the worst movies of 2022. <laughs> I figured you'd watch it. No. Remake of a Stephen King movie that you starred Drew Barrymore when she was a little girl. Whoa. Yeah. Uh-oh. You don't need to remake that. <laughs> Got a 4.6 on IMDb. Yeah. And then after that, he did the greatest beer run ever in 2022. Okay. Don't know what that is. Sounds cool. Yep. A great beer run. I might be interested. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, the Iron Claw. Okay. So I haven't seen Firestarter, but no. it's supposed to fucking suck. Scoob is a piece of shit. I'm sure the <laughs> beach bomb isn't very good. That's a 5.5 out of, <laughs> out of 10. 6.7 for the Ted Bundy movie. But in the Ted Bundy movie, you, he gives a performance. Yeah, he's good. And the movie's not, you know, anything too special. But I thought, you know, he kind of, you know, stepped up his chops and, you know, took on Ted Bundy, who's not, you know, somebody to be all praising or But also anything. a charming man. But he was charming. He, he caught that yeah. fucking rapist wit. Who are you going to get? Efron. You're going to get Efron in there. <laughs> That's it. There you go. So the Sean. Iron Claw. Yeah. It gets an 8.1 out of 10 on IMDb. Definitely the highest thing on his filmography. For sure. 88% Rotten Tomatoes, 94% audience score. When did you watch it? Uh, Last week. Well, the day I texted you. <laughs> did you go to the movies? I went to the city, yeah. So you went to like a late show? No, it was like 7.40. It wasn't oh. They were showing it like four times. Mm-hmm. One was a late show. One was like the ten thirty show, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna do. It. I'll go to sleep." Was there a lot of people there, or no? Mm, maybe like a handful, handful of couples, you know, scattered throughout. Yeah, it was like maybe a good ten people. Let's see here. It's made thirty three point five million in its box office run. How much? What's the fucking? What is the? Word I'm trying to budget budget fifteen point nine million not super cheap not super expensive but fifteen point nine million is pretty good you gotta pay Efron <laughs> you have to pay him you got Efron in there you got Jeremy Allen White mm-hmm. he plays Carrie Von Eric. Mm-hmm. Zach Efron plays Kevin, of course. And then you got Harris Dickinson playing David. Mara Tierney plays Doris, the mom. Mm-hmm. Audrey, of course. Bro, they paint her as like a fucking... As a what? Bitch, bro. She was a bitch? Yeah. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Holt McElhenney as Fritz. This guy's a fucking OG, right? Like, he's just a... I think he's a great actor. Like, you know, he's he's consistent. He's just been in shit forever. Right. For, like, two minutes or something. Yeah. I think the thing I probably recognize him from the most or think about him in the most is Fight Club. Mm-hmm. And what else is he in? Do you want to click on this Let's shit? do it. Okay, Hold. We're coming in. Real despicable character. Oh, he's so hateable in oh, this fucking man. movie. It's not even cool, dude. Like, it hurt, honestly. Oh, Mind Hunter, of course. Mm. Damn, he's been in 90 things as an actor. <laughs> <laughs> Wrath of Man, huh? He was- oh, that's right. He's- All right. That's right. He's Bullet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Nightmare Alley. I don't even remember him in that movie. Whoa, that's a good movie. Yeah, Mindhunter, 
Fantastic, of course. Oh, he was in Justice, Justice League. League. He's in in the Joss Whedon version. He's like a burglar that Batman gets right in the beginning. You watch Sully. He's in that movie, right? I haven't seen Sully. <laughs> Have you? No. I've actually been kind of wanting to watch it. I've heard it's really good. <laughs> um, did you ever watch Flight? No, I don't think so. The Denzel movie? Mm-mm. Fucking great movie. Yeah. It's like the... It's the drunken dude, right? He's yeah. fucked up all the he time. Fu- yeah, and he... Like, a plane was going down, and he flies it drunk, and, like, he makes it go upside down and saves everybody, but he was all fucked up during it. Wow. So then there's an investigation. Right. <laughs> How are we going to do all this? It's fucking great, dude. And it has one of the most awesome, uh, terrifying... Airplane crashes in in yeah. film, you know. Sully, <laughs> what else? He was in the Perfect Guy. <laughs> Bullet to the head. Mm-mm. Gangster Squad. All this other stuff that I'm not gonna mention because no. he's been in so much shit. Yeah. Okay, we can go back now. It's I'm all just right. trying to see Alpha Dog. Alpha Dog. CSI would... Miami. That's where they linked up. That's when him and Efron linked up, dude. Uh, he was a voice in the Fight Club video game. It's pretty cool. There was a video game? Oh, yeah. Oh, he's in Three Kings, my boy. Oh, I see now. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I liked him. That's what I was thinking. That's what I wanted. <laughs> that's what we were looking for. I see. I see. Holt. <laughs> that's just a wholesome American name. Yeah. Holt. Um, we got Stanley Simmons as Mike Van Eric over here. Mm-hmm. That about rounds him up. So this is the story of the Von Erics. I don't know how into wrestling you were as a child. Not at all, I guess. Not, not really. Mainly just whatever you were into, to be honest with you. Even during the whole uh, Steve Austin and Gen X shit, like, never really interest me well my dad would make us we didn't make us watch it but we would we grew up watching wrestling at my house so even like as a little kid when i'd be at home my dad would record he had like all the wrestlemanias recorded wrestlemania fucking five or four whatever fucking ultimate warrior macho man he had all these things recorded right so as a kid i would watch those all the time like, he just had a bunch of wrestle wrestling tapes. He had Royal Rumbles, WrestleManias, all this shit. And so I grew up, like, fucking worshipping fucking the whole, the whole, they're all the Hulkamaniacs. Yeah. The Macho Man Randy Savage, you know, Jake the Snake Roberts. Who right. else was there? Sergeant Slaughter, of course. <laughs> 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 Ted DiBiase, you know. There was all the Undertaker back in the day. He was he was in the mix way back fucking then. And my favorite wrestler was fucking, of course, Brett the fucking Hitman Hart. Yeah, yeah. no fucking question. The most honorable fucking man. <laughs> and that's when I was I started thinking about when I was watching this movie. Wrestling to a little kid is like obviously you didn't get this, but my dad put that shit in me when I was little. Right. And it was very targeted towards children. It would come out like Saturday mornings right, and shit. Right. So it's like I would wake up on Saturday mornings and go jump in my dad's bed and just watch fucking wrestling with him. Like, right. It's probably the fucking happiest times I've ever had with my father. <laughs> right, right. fucking watching wrestling with him as a fucking child. Dude, you should get him like a WrestleMania shirt jacket. <laughs> like one of those jackets, huh? That'd be cool. <laughs> no, <my mom's>. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. An old school like WWF shirt, not WWE. Okay. I wonder if you could find something I'm sure you like can. that. Someone's got something. Yeah. But I was tripping out being like, fuck, like Bret Hart and all that shit. It was like one of like my first like heroes and stuff as a little kid. And they really do push like the, you know, like. Stay in school, work hard, be a fucking stand-up person. Like he's just kind of showing showing you what it it is to be a good man or right, some right, shit. Right. Stand up for what's An true. Yeah, just a stand-up American citizen. Yeah, like hey, dude, fight for what's right, right. out in the fucking playground. <laughs> you, know, when you get to the fucking jungle gym when Reese's kicks in. 
You gotta be the good guy. Be ready to drop kick a motherfucker <laughs> if they get out of line. Let me tell you, don't take no shit from no one. <laughs> and I very much followed the ways of Prayer Heart and his teachings when I was out in that playground, you know? <laughs> so yeah, wrestling meant a lot to me for like uh, you know, brief years when I was a child, Bret Hart kind of went away. Like he was like the old school version of of uh, wrestling. And then the late '90s, you got like when Stone Cold Steve Austin came in, and they were doing the whole fucking suck it yeah. thing. What were those people called? What was it called? I can't remember. But Shawn Michaels and and Triple H were telling everyone and their moms to suck their dicks. Yeah. <laughs> X-Pac. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so when like all that kind of started happening was when Bret Hart was on his way out, leaves to WCW. We were a WWF family. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to jump over to WCW. Right, right, right. I a fucking loon. <laughs> right, 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 right. I'm not a traitor like that. And so, you know, I kind of stopped watching wrestling after that. You know, you take Bret Hart from me. That's it. I'm right. not. I'm not following the sport. This is no sport. You fucking fuck over Bret Hart. (laughs) And so anyways, and then, you know, growing up watching that shit, I had a sense of like a wrestling family because Bret Hart also came from a wrestling family with his brother. He had brothers and all that shit that were in it too. his dad legend in the sport, much like this family, the Von Eriks. Right. And yeah, I guess, you know, back in the fucking day, they were like hot fucking shit. They had like their own little promotion stuff and. Just bodied up. Fucking Zach Efron is fucking bodied up. Mm-hmm. No shoes. Just fucking goes out there in his underwear and just shows everybody, you know, how to how to be a man. <laughs> he's like the physical specimen, but he's not a, a showman in the movie. Right, right? right. They show him trying to do a cut a promo talking shit, which is an important thing of wrestling being able to sell like you know what and i'm real tired i heard you've been talking right, shit right, and right. it's time for the claw you know right, right, right. he couldn't he wasn't like witty enough didn't have the charisma right, right. like the showmanship he was just a fucking athlete athlete yeah. yeah for his frame and stuff he he's like being super agile and shit and like Flipping people with his legs and stuff it's pretty damn good it is cool for somebody with that fucking Physique, you don't think they can move like that, like a bit of a panther, right? <laughs> Quick on the ground. <laughs> but yeah, so they all come from this wrestling family with their dad. He's kind of like the one dictating their careers, really. Yeah, he's like in control because, yeah, like you mentioned, they have their own promotion. You can kind of control, see where they're going. And you know what's trippy, too? Um, I listened to the Ric Flair podcast with JRE, mm-hmm. and he talks about making it. He talks about how um, how at the time, like, the top dogs all had Cadillacs. And then once you had the caddy, you had everything else, your career, your, mm. you had the money, you had the girl. You had whatever you were doing to make yourself, like, a high level in the promotion. And he talks about that, and I really like that in this movie. I mean, of course, I listened to that before watching this. That's like a a big part in the beginning of it, right? Because when they come out of the thing, he's like, hey, I got us a Cadillac. They're like, hey, Mm -hmm. I'm pumping out another kid, dude. (laughs) Ain't got time to be buying caddies, you know? Uh, But it's it's a statement, and it's part of that thing. And, you know, as it progresses, it wasn't as successful for this guy as... uh, at least as how they make it seem in the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when, you know, there's a little documentary on YouTube you could watch about the actual family. The movie kind of downplays just how famous all these people were. They kind of make them seem like wholesome, like keep to themselves or whatever. Just family. Family first, goddamn. Yeah. It's all brotherhood here. We're on the farm. Yeah. Don't leave the farm. Yeah. We wrestle. Mm-hmm. We wrestle and then we're on the farm. That's it. Yep. It's America, baby. <laughs> and so in the film, Zac Efron, you know, like they're kind of trying to push him to be the star. Right. But his young, one of his younger brothers clearly has more of a uh, like, like showman. Yeah. He's got, he's got it. You right. know, he can talk like shit. Natural, right. He, you know, he has a good, like, personality or whatever. He knows how to sell it. Right. And Efron can wrestle, but he doesn't know. Like, once you give him the microphone, he'll get stuck. He won't know what to say. Right. 
And then so they set up like a match, right? Like to kind of move him up. Like if he beats this guy, he's maybe eventually going to fight Ric Flair or whatever, right? Right. So the point is that he has to do really good in this in this match. And they fucking what he like he tosses him out of the ring or something, right? right? right. And homie fucking can't breathe. <laughs> right. He says he gets dropped on solid concrete. Yeah, and he wasn't ready for it. Okay. It wasn't part of their plan or some shit. Right. So, you know, he kind of, his dad gets really fucking pissed off him. He's like, "What the fuck took you like so long to like get up and get in the fucking ring?" You know. Mm-hmm. And his brother kind of comes in, helps him, right? And then, yeah. So it all ends kind of in a wash or some shit, something like that. But in in the scene beforehand, when he's doing the promotion, he's obviously there with his brother. the The thing the thing they do really well in this movie is they make it seem like they were inseparable, like all these guys, like the family, because they were all involved in what they were doing. Because they were ultimately, the dad was guiding them to to be professional wrestlers. Mm-hmm. So when he's doing that and you see him fucking up when, yeah, he doesn't have it. He, I'm sure he can do it. But the fact that his brother's there and his brother's laughing, it's kind of like that brother pressure shit. Like, oh, I need to do this right. Or I want to make it look cool or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. um, you see that and you start getting the dynamic of like how close emotionally and physically they are to, to what they're doing. Right. They're, not only now becoming individuals as far as the wrestling, but like the family, you you kind of see it start to kind of the movie's telling you it's gonna go in these directions, right? You mm-hmm. kind of see Efron kind of be like, "Oh fuck!" Like I fucked that up. Yeah, where he knows that his brother did good, you know, in the wrestling match, and then from what's to come. Yeah, he fucks up, but like really kind of no fault of his own that you know he got fucking dropped when he wasn't ready mm-hmm. i think he they threw he, he threw him out of the ring or something right, right. and he was like we didn't, we didn't plan on doing that like knock the wind at him yeah i don't i think he slammed him after he threw yeah. him yeah so something he was like fucked that. up something like that well like that's the excuse he uses he's like he wasn't supposed to do that and then he kind of hurt him so then afterwards when he gets the mic and he starts try it's his moment to sell like i need a rematch or whatever and he freezes he can't really fucking talk he doesn't know what to say he's amped up like he kind of gets a feeling of what he wants to say but it just the words aren't coming out right so his brother grabs the mic and basically says what Zach Efron should say, right? He's like, my brother just kicked your ass, and you know we wanted to, like we're coming, right? The Valon Eric's the Iron Claw, right. <laughs> right. and so from then the dad's kind of like, yeah, you are out. He is in. He's got the charisma, even though he doesn't have the bod, right? Like he's got he's got it. He's got that factor, buddy. Mm-hmm. So then they start focusing on him and. He kind of leapfrogs Efron, and you could tell it hurts Efron, who's just your fucking stand-up boy, just eating his grains. I don't know. What they do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> eating his grains. <laughs> I don't know what these guys do. <laughs> what do you think he eats? Back, <laughs> Breakfast of champions is what he's eating. <laughs> eating his Wheaties, goddammit. Whole grain, <laughs> whole milk. Yeah, he feels the rejection from his dad, and kind of. At the same time being like, fuck, like, I just got jumped over. My brother's going to do it. Like, there's a jealousy to it. Right. But at the same time, he loves his brother exactly. so much that he's like, he doesn't care at the end mm-hmm. of the day. And he he's kind of, he, he's still happy for his brother, even though he got fucked over. And at the end, in the inside, he's he's hurt. Right. But at the end of the day, it's like, that's your fucking brother. And it's not like his brother and even his brother. At first, when his dad's like, "All right, it's you," and he, and he's like, "But what about?" and he's just like, "Shut the fuck! Don't even look at don't that motherfucker." Don't question what I'm telling. Don't you. look at him. He's not just right. But you know, that's how much they loved each other, and so he still showed the respect for fucking Efron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his dad was just like, "Shut the fuck! Up. He's dead to me. You <laughs> are my favorite." Yeah. There's that awesome scene where oh, uh, awesome! Where he, that shit was brutal. <laughs> what, what do you, you mean? I'm not saying <laughs> I endorse. <laughs> Trading your children right, to their faces right, right. 
But I mean, it's a powerful, powerful, powerful fucking scene. Hella like makes this guy so hateable, mm-hmm. and you just see like the fucked up dynamic that this fucking family right. has. Dude, we were watching that. I uh, went with other on that right, and we were sitting. And the moment uh, he said that, her fucking jaw dropped. <laughs> like she was doing something else, and then like she looked up and. She heard the drop. Okay, he's my favorite. You do this. Yeah, there's always a chance for girls. She was nah, like, he's like, now this can change. Right, right. <laughs> you gotta sway to me a bit. <laughs> and she was just like, what the fuck? And same, it feels it feels uncomfortable. You're hearing that. You're you're hearing that there. Like you put yourself in that position. Imagine being at that table and your dad says that. And then your mom's like, yep. You know, <laughs> oh man, dude, that lady is such a. Oh, dude. Well, she has an interesting arc through the movie as well. But, yeah, you get the dynamic. You get that the dad's basically putting his sons in fucked up positions where they have to fuck each other over. Mm -hmm. And whatever, like Zac Efron. At least it seems like Zac Efron and and that one. I'm sorry. I don't know any of these motherfuckers' names. (laughs) Kevin Carey. David. David is the one that... Dice first. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, think David. so. Mm-hmm. And so it seems like they were the ones that were the closest, right? Like yeah. they had the bond more than. Yeah. Carrie was off trying to be an Olympian. Olympian, yeah. University so, Olympian. So he wasn't there yet. So it was just Kevin and David. They were fucking roughing it out together. Right. And then. You know, it's the fucking dad acts one of them. <laughs> well, that's the thing too, right? So they're they're the ones putting in the groundwork while the brothers over there and the dad get gold for yeah. the USA. Well, I mean, for sure. And the dad's like, absolutely, that's my favorite. And they're the ones kind of <laughs> like, well, fuck, you know, <laughs> we're getting a, our asses kicked over here. Yeah. Um, uh, David's having a lot of success. Zach Efron meets um, uh, well, Carrie, you know, Kevin. Meets uh, Pam, played by Lily James. Mm-hmm. I think she's from Baby Driver. Is she from Baby Driver? I am not. I didn't see that movie. You didn't watch Baby Driver? Mm-mm. Fuck, man. No, no, I didn't. It's a great movie. Cinderella. Yeah, she's yeah, Baby right. Driver. I thought you were going to say Mamma Mia. Well, I did when I saw her. I went, Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know how much of this is true. They do paint kevin as like this perfect dude innocent this chick comes along and he's never even had sex before i don't know if that's true they're they're just trying to paint him in like such an angelic way or whatever right um uh, these guys are pretty famous i would i would tend to doubt this guy wasn't fucking smashing pussy right but maybe he wasn't i don't know maybe he was just a wholesome dude no nah, i'll let my brothers take pussy you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. i mean his brother was in university i was you know, this character is portrayed as a drunk, basically like a fucking jock, right? University jock type type dude. Mm-hmm. And he's over there, you know, celebrating his brother, his other brother, who in the movie, they make him seem like he's just a, the artsy brother, right? The brother who has no interest in doing all the fucking wrestling and yeah. he's there and he's supporting, loving and all that type of stuff. You're right. They do make him seem like the ground, the foundation to this, yeah. to this family. But yeah, if you were, I mean, there's no way he did it. There's no way. Unless you're on some isolated <laughs> fucking don't come out of your room household yeah, type shit. I don't know. But in the movie, that's kind of what they make it seem like. Like he's just, I don't know, right. wrestling. Yeah. Just all that he's be doing in the is, arena. Uh, don't move. All he's doing is wrestling. and Some real that, Joe Jackson shit going yeah. on. <laughs> and then he meets Pam and she kind of changes his life a little bit. And, you know, she fucks him. So she... He op- she opens up the beautiful world of pussy mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of, he gets the love or whatever there that he wants from his dad or whatever. Being fucked over by his dad and his brother being moved above him. He at least has a, a girl now and he um, um he marries her and stuff. Right. So it's just like it seems like you know things are going he's like fuck it at least his personal life is going good for him you know he's having a he's gonna have a family and stuff so he's focusing on that and then david it's like he's booming they're gonna send him to japan he's gonna he fight i think he fights rick flair and, and wins right he wins the belt from from good old rick and then he goes to japan and um uh 
Yeah, so during Zac Efron's wedding, he's like all fucking throwing up blood mm-hmm. <laughs> in the fucking toilet. And Zac Efron's like, hey, brother. Hey, I don't know, brother. Maybe you should go get yourself mm-hmm. checked. He's like so simple. Like, right. hey, I don't like the, the color of that blood. <laughs> that vomit. <laughs> That doesn't look like healthy blood. <laughs> That's not a healthy color of blood there. <laughs> even even before the um the whole wedding scene and, and all of that too, you see Efron again, you're you're saying that he was seeking someone to kinda like say, Hey, you are doing good. You are you know, the reassurance as a fucking father should, right? Mm-hmm. He's not getting Acceptance. that right. And so then he gets with this girl, they're having I believe they're they're about to have a child, right? It's a shotgun wedding or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he gets the nod from his dad. He's like, hey, she's a good woman you want to yeah. hang on to. Her. So he's like, absolutely, I'm going to fucking marry this girl. So I don't know if that plays into that. But you can see the character. And maybe, who knows, if, if that was the real case thing, like, that pressure must be immense as well. Like, for him to be like, well, yeah, of course. I'm not, I'm a marrier. Fuck it, we're going to have kids. Yeah, so that happens. And then David fucking bites the dust in yeah. Japan. We lost another American soldier mm. out there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. What is so funny, boy? <laughs> what is so funny? Boy, what is so funny? <laughs> yeah, he had like his fucking intestines burst on him or some shit. That's maybe why he was throwing up one. I don't know. <laughs> I'm no doctor. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, big fucking tragedy that they suffered through. And then so they're like, okay, I guess. Kevin's gonna fucking he's ba- he's back on top right and th- that's the one part of the movie where they show kind of how famous they were because when David dies they show his funeral and there's like a crazy amount of cars right there. right looks like fucking Elvis just died or some shit and um and they were in Texas Texas yeah, favorite I mean, son you know <laughs> Hello yeah proud. and so at this point I think Carrie is is back right so. There is conflict. What's I don't remember what years. I don't remember, on. but some shit happened. There's conflict with another country. Can't remember. We're very ignorant. Yeah, here. Summer Olympics are happening, there and basically the president or I don't know who <laughs> says that uh, the United States will not be participating right, in the right, Olympics. Right. So basically, Carrie's dream is taken from him. Like, just like that, right. and he's forced to go back home. And the dad's like, well, fucking, we're going to get you wrestling. I'm curious if they stopped it and then did it the year after or waited a whole nother cycle. I don't know how these cycles fun. work. Uh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> every four years or two years or some shit like that? I don't know. Yeah. Every year? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I, w- I do not know. <laughs> <laughs> For him, I mean, okay, so, yeah, you are that, and then you just say, fuck it, well, I have I a wrestling be, family. Yeah, I guess he's going to join the family business. Right, exactly. So when this is all happening and then the dad's kind of like, all right, Kevin, I guess it's time for you to step up and fight for that fucking world title. And then Carrie's just like, wait, fuck that. Like, I want to fucking do it. Right. And shit. And then the dad's like, really? Like, all right. I'll fucking trust anybody before fucking right. Efron. Right. Yeah, you, know. you are my favorite son, so yeah, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> so he's like, all right, cool. So now he jumps over fucking Kevin. He wins the belt. And, you know, they also show this speech where where the dad is talking to Efron. And he's just like, my dream was always to bring that belt home. You know, I never got to achieve it, but I think you're going to be the one to do it. And then when he fails, he's just like, whatever. This other guy's going to be the one yeah, to do yeah, it. Yeah. He just moves on. He just like wants that belt so bad. Yeah. So when Carrie gets it and he's that scene where he's just sitting in the kitchen, he's like, I can't believe I finally, we finally brought the belt home or whatever. Right. And you can see like, you know, the resentment and Kevin, you know, he's kind of like, dude, like everyone's just fucking me over, you know? Right. But again, he's still, he's still whatever, loves his brother at the end of the day. He's not going to, he's not going to say anything, you know, he's never yeah. like, Hey, this isn't fair. He just fucking takes the licks. Right, right. He just fucking takes it. He just goes to the bench like, fuck. Yeah. Which is like kind of the sad thing about like fucking he never stands up for himself like once in this movie. I don't think, you know, 
He's just kind of a just shell the, of a man that just kind of goes through the fucking motion and just shit. Just at the end there. And, I mean, who knows how much of that is real? I don't think that whole end spoilers that they all die except for, <laughs> for Zach Efron. If you didn't know already. Um, but at the end when Carrie fucking blows his heart out, yeah. <laughs> that part's fabricated. Okay. Zach Efron did not find them. Okay. His dad found him, and and uh, and Zach Efron didn't beat the shit out of his dad afterwards. Okay. If anything, he might have. I think he just like told him off or something, but right. he didn't almost kill him, right. which is very at that point in the movie kind of cathartic. And you know, I didn't know anything about the movie. I was like, oh fuck, does this end with this motherfucker <laughs> killing him? Because <laughs> right, right. that would be very fucked. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, Carrie fucking brings the fucking gold home and then decides to pound some beers and ride a fucking motorcycle. Right. And you know immediately he's going to fuck it Something's up. Something's going to happen. Yeah. And so I guess he gets into an accident and loses one of his feet. Right. And then, well, at this point, fucking now he Kevin has no choice. Now he right. has to be the one. And now his dad has no choice but to make Kevin the one. And then their youngest brother... Is gonna join the effort right. too. Who is not an athlete? No, nope. I, I actually one of the best scenes where they actually show them all just being like brothers is when they go to a gig. The young, the youngest brother, he's a fucking artist. He's a musician, uh-huh. and he has a band and stuff. But like the dad's just super against that, right? right. Or is it the mom? And then he's just like, your mom said no, so fuck up. Yeah. You know? She's just like, nope, you're not going to go. I mean, the mom doesn't give him permission, but the dad explains to him, like, hey, you're not going to make money off of that. You know why I'm a wrestler? Because that's what made money and all that type of shit. You know what I mean? Right. Aside from your mom saying, no, you're not going to do this. Yeah, but then you see them all sneak out and they go to, like, a house party where he's playing. And that's, like, where you see that younger brother, like, at his element or his happiest. He's playing these songs. I don't know if he wrote them or not. Right. But you know he's having this moment and all his brothers are there like supporting having fun it's like you know a great scene where they show how close they all are and support each other you know even if their parents don't support them like they are always supporting each other and how they are right so efron in in that particular scene i believe he's with with the chick he's out there losing his virginity in the truck yeah (laughs) beforehand they're they're inside this party and he's like, oh, look at my beautiful family, right? So he looks over to his brother. He's doing a keg stand. Push-ups on a keg stand, right? <laughs> Vertical push-ups, yeah. Um, and he's like, yeah, he can definitely put them back. You know, kind of foreshadowing to what's going to happen. And right. kind of explaining the character in depth a little bit more. Yeah. So it gives you that element. But, you know, they still love each other. They're still going to ride through it and do it, you know. But So at that point, the 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 youngest, he gets involved because... That's like the only other brother left. The other one's missing a foot, mm-hmm. and you can tell he's not an athlete. He's he can't really wrestle, but it's just the name. Right. He's a Von Eric, you know. One is dead. The other one lost a leg, but actually kept it secret. Nobody fucking knew. That's kind of the crazy true thing about it. Like he had a good run in the WWF, won a belt, not like the belt, but won some belts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And no one knew that he only had one foot. That's crazy. Like, he kept it a secret from everybody. It's pretty fucking awesome. That's fucking incredible. (laughs) And um, uh, the journey he goes through the movie, too, of when you see him struggling to try to be able to wrestle with one. Like, when he first puts that thing on and tries to go for a run, when he immediately is like, oh, fuck, this is not going to be easy. He's, like, in a lot of pain and shit. So, you know, his fucking journey to fucking come back up is a long one. And so they have to get the youngest one involved. He shouldn't be out there. And then he hurts himself during a match, like doing like a fucking like a stupid little move that he didn't execute correctly or something. He falls on his shoulder and like, I don't know if he breaks it or sprains it or some shit happens. Anyways, he has to go to surgery for it and then just freak accident, whatever. He gets like a crazy fever of I don't know how much and goes into a coma for a couple of days or something. Something. And when he comes back, he's not the same anymore, like mentally. Like, I think he like didn't have oxygen going in his brain for like, I don't know how many minutes or some shit, you know. Right. 
A temperature of like 107, which you're fucking frying. Yeah. So that's so heartbreaking too when they show him trying to play the guitar and he like, he just can't. Yeah. It's so fucking sad. It hurts, dude. (laughs) It hurts. And you know, part part two, the, the character here, the fucking mom from the beginning, right? So they've been giving you these little bits of Efron's character and how he's the caring person and all this stuff. You know, you see this guy who has to step up after his brother died and the other one's fucked up to do something that he doesn't like to do, right? And then Efron from the beginning, he goes up to his mom and he's like, hey, you need to talk to my dad because he's being really rough with, mm-hmm. you know, my brother. He's like, he's not physically capable. They show the scene where they're lifting the the steel gate or whatever and he can't lift it and the dad's pissed off because Efron and the homeboy over there putting shit on trucks, you know? Mm-hmm. So the concern goes a little bit deeper, but the way the mom handles that, or at least is portrayed to handle that, is probably one of the most upsetting things of the fucking movie because it's like, if this woman would have somewhat challenged or even question understanding the times understanding yeah. all that type of shit it's really fucked up even down to the end where the conversation he has after the surgery with his mom and just with Efron of being like this is it like this uh, i'm not gonna continue with this shit it's mm-hmm. it's fucking heartbreaking and yeah. that's what made me hate <laughs> that fucking character <laughs> that lady is like bro she's as responsible yeah for all of this like you can't there's no way it's yeah. fucked up to think about yeah for sure so anyway um uh, mike can't take it anymore eventually and he just takes a bunch of fucking pills fucking drinks a lot and then he just goes and lays in a sleeping bag like out in the, in field, the field and just dies there leaves a nice suicide he well he leaves a note saying like i'm in a i'm going to a better place or something right. another brother down mm-hmm so after that, Carrie, I think he's kind of already like back in it, back in the scene a little bit. And Kevin, what's going on with Kevin? He maybe he fights Ric Flair at this point and botches the the match. Like he just hurts him because he's oh right gets DQ'd. Yeah, he just fucking claws the shit out of him, which apparently that happened. Right, he just claws the shit out of him. He's like all bleeding. Yeah, gets DQ'd. His dad's like, "What the fuck did you do?" carries there at that point he can't wrestle he's he's just like why did you do that and shit and he's just like bro like i'm losing all like i've lost two brothers because of some fucking bullshit because basically because of the dad right and no one's fucking doing nothing about it not even carrie you know carrie should also be like hey like this isn't right but he's just so obsessed with fucking wrestling and and like trying to fucking reach his goal there and also is you know a drunk and a drug addict right as soon as he loses his leg he crushes up one of his pills <laughs> yeah. and takes it in the nostril <laughs> <Yeah>. way <laughs> so carrie gets some success he goes to the wwf seems like everything's going good for him right but inside he's just tortured and shit right. and they mention that well zach efron at one point mentions that there's a curse in his family right and at this point um uh, efron's completely convinced there's a curse and he's actually like being very distant from his family doesn't even want to give his kid the last name the last name because he thinks it's fucking curse he wants to give him um a pam's last name right shit. right and at this point the the idea of this curse is very strong and strong and carrie who eventually is just like yep it's getting me Absolutely, too man like yeah. it's catching up to me man like this right. fucking curse which is whatever these kids were fucking or these dudes were like just addicts and were raised by a fucking asshole that just broke their souls and shit and you know they all did fucked up things right the entire time all of these internal battles that they're having right you see efron go through his shit you see carrie go through his shit they're not communicated properly, at least how it's shown in the movie, right? Who right. knows in real life, but the way it's showing you there is really like, like, for example, when, when Carrie's coming back and he's trying to kind of wrestle with Efron, Efron's like, dude, you're not doing shit. Like, yeah. you're fucked up. And instead of being like, hey, brother, I think you should just sit down. And, you know, he's like, I'm going to, if you want to push, 
No. Fuck it. I'll still back you up, you know? Well, I think it starts... Kevin does start being like, hey, man, like, maybe you should take it easy. But it, but but Carrie's so like, fuck you. Exactly. Like, you, like, and you see, need to help me. There's, there's no... He's not even responding to how how Kevin is trying to approach it, right? It's like, doesn't even matter. Yeah. And I guess uh, it's part of the upbringing and everything, but it's like, man. But yeah, but so Kevin gives into it. He's like, fine, I'll give you Fuck what you it, want. Yeah. I'll give you what you want. You want me to fucking be hard on you? Like, because he falls, right? Right. He falls, and then he's asking him to get up. He's asking for help to get up, and then and then Kevin's like, "Well, dude, whatever. If you want it, then get the fuck up." Mm-hmm. And that's when he's being starts being a little rough on him, right? right. <laughs> and he's like, "Fine, this is what you want. You want me to be an asshole? Like, I'll do it. Like, right. like get up on your own, then pussy, you right, know? Right, like, right. and then he gives him what he wants, and that's at the end of the day, it shows you the love right. he has for him because if." And also how stupid he is. Like, as if he really loved him, he'd be like, "No, get the fuck out of here." Right, right. But you know, sometimes, and also, it's a weird thing with men, dude. It's just like we just unsaid shit. We cannot like, fucking yeah. share with each other how we are feeling. <laughs> we, unfortunately, you know, who knows about this generation? But at least our generation, it was not cool. <laughs> you get called you know a girl or whatever for showing emotion (laughs) (laughs) and you're raised that way you're you're raised to not be fucking talking about your fucking (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know i was raised partly by sisters and by brothers Mm -hmm. right Right. so i got it from both spectrums you know from you know my sister being like okay look my oldest when when my brother Lalo, you know, would fuck with me a lot, and whatever, we were brothers. He was, I was, that was the youngest. He'd fuck with me, like yeah. that's just how it goes. Right, right, right. <laughs> and you know, and I'd go running to her, be like, "Fuck," you know, he like <laughs> fucked me up or whatever. He said this to me, and then she's just like, "Well, you need to talk to him. You need to talk to him. You need to tell him. <laughs> you need to tell him, hey, this really hurt my feelings." And I was right. like, and I was right. like "Fuck, all right, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna give this a shot." <laughs> and I remember telling Lalo that. It, that he hurt my feelings once and he was like shut the fuck <laughs> up and then i was like okay never do that again <laughs> the last time i will never ever <laughs> tell a man that he hurt my feelings <laughs> learn that lesson quick yeah at home i was pretty young <laughs> That's yeah, fun. but you know, I got completely got it there. I was like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, we don't tell each other. <laughs> yeah. We don't tell each other. So shit. this like, movie is accurate. Very as fuck. accurate. That's why this movie hits a nerve. I think. Oh uh, man, it hits so many. Dude. If if you have brothers and you have you know any kind of close relationship to them, this movie hits hard, pretty hard. And also about the whole man, like yeah, the whole man thing. Not not sharing men, not being able to share their emotions or being scared to and right. shit like that. That leads to complete total family tragedy, yeah. <laughs> a dismantle dude. over this fucking family. Absolutely. And so yeah, fucking Carrie, he's can't take it no more and he calls he calls kevin basically one nines is like hey gonna like the curse got me brother yeah <laughs> like i'm out and care and kevin calls his dad and he's just like hey like we like we need to find him like right now this dude's like gonna kill himself right and uh the dad's just like dude like you need to th- handle th- yeah this. this is between you two like handle it goodbye right and then so which is in itself like fucking despicable man it's just a different level like it's never about emotion with this guy it's more it's all business it's all fucking shut the fuck up do it again you know it's fucked up yeah and then so zach efron goes to the family farm or ranch or whatever the hell they live because he thinks Carrie's going to go over there, which he does. And he kills himself with a gun that he gave to his dad for Christmas right. and shit. And so he, when Efron gets there, he, I think, hear, does he hear the bullet? He's walking through the door, which is open. And then oh, you right. hear the gunshot. So he sees, he sees like a car too or something. Yeah. I, I don't know. There was but, like an old Caprice up front with the door wide open. Yeah. That I assume was. Yeah. Carrie's car. Yeah, and then he hears the shot, runs over there. He's dead under the tree. And then the dad shows up, and Zach Efron just like beats the shit out of him and right. almost chokes him to death. Great scene. 
I mean, the parents kind of get what they like. Her, her mom at that point, like, just complete. Their mom just like completely loses it. Right. She becomes dead, like inside. Great scene where where Fritz comes comes in after a hard day of working in the farm, and he's just like, "Uh, where's dinner?" Right, <laughs> and she's right. just like, "Oh, like I'm not hungry, so you figure it the fuck out." And it's kind of like he's just standing there, like. Huh? Right. <laughs> like, right. what the fuck? And it's just, I think, such a great, powerful scene. Like him just standing there, like just so confused, like not knowing what to do. Like almost all of his sons are dead. Right. The one that isn't dead is completely has completely like divorced himself from that family and right. shit. Right. And he's left there alone with a wife that's now like you know been broken too and shit right who knows how true that is or whatever but in the narrative of the of the story it's like they both get like shit a shitty ending you know they're both broken and fucked by the end and alone <laughs> right right and you know we come to the end of the movie where this is where i fucking i couldn't fucking keep it together mm. in the movie theater where it kind of works out for for Kevin, he sells his dad's company, which his dad's just like, if you ever sell it, like, you don't have a fucking home anymore. Yeah, like, you, you can't can never, step foot here. Yeah. And, you know, so Kevin was kind of hanging on to it for a while. But after Carrie kills himself, he's like, That's whatever, it. I don't give a shit. Yeah. He goes off and has, like, this happy life with his wife and his kids. And, you know, at first he was kind of fucking it up, thinking about this family curse and, like, distance himself from them right. and, like. You know, doesn't want to be anywhere near them. Can't be a father to them. He's going through his own shit. But at the right. end, he kind of comes out of it. And now he's got, like, these two beautiful kids that are, like, all playing together. Right. And it's just such a heartbreaking scene where he's just, like, watching them play. Dude. And fucking, and, you know, he starts crying. And the little kids come up to him. And they're like, why are you crying and stuff? And, oh, my God, Dude. it just broke my heart Fuck, man. when he's just like, I'm just thinking about how I used to be a brother and right. I'm not a brother anymore. And I, right. Dude, when he said that, dude, I was like, oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah. Like, even thinking about it right now is getting me a little yeah. emotional. <laughs> but it hit so hard yeah. when he said that and then that his little kids are like we'll be your brothers dude dad. that was the, that was the part <laughs> like i was that like was oh it. my god and then like it takes his children to show him like hey it's okay to to show emotions yeah, and yeah. to be and to cry they're like we cry right, like all the don't time. like don't be sad like yeah. it's okay to cry and we're here for you and, and he, it's so beautiful the, the thing about that too is like okay now with kids, it's a whole different perspective, right? right? And then from, okay, so if you look at parents, right? So they were brought up a certain way, and then they they tell themselves, hey, I need to work this hard in order to provide so that they don't have to grow up that way. And it's it's eternal, right? Mm -hmm. And you see that where he's telling them, like, well, you know, men don't cry. Like, we're not supposed to cry. Yeah. Still holding on to how he was raised yeah. and, and how strong that was in him. Mm -hmm. You can see that it's been carrying and has carried over till yeah. that moment. And until the kids say, like, hey, what are you talking like, about? It's okay. We cry all the fucking time. Yeah. We're boys. What are you talking <laughs> about? And he, you know, he kind of, I feel like that was like the moment that he snaps away from like the whole family curse type yeah. thing. Because, okay, if you're isolating yourself and getting away from your family, not your not your blood family, but the family that you're starting. Of course, you're dealing with fucking trauma, bro. Like, it, th these deaths happen. Four, four of these deaths? Three yeah. of these deaths happen within three years? Yeah. Bro. Bro, there's no fucking way. Yeah, you're broken as fuck. Broken. You're fucking up the relationship. This this girl's telling you, like, hey, I need you. Yet, she understands that you're dealing with some pretty traumatic shit. Yeah. And knowing and seeing, right? Because she was there a part of the yeah. them blowing up. Mm -hmm. Like, man, at the same time, it's like, well, you know, it, it doesn't put a bad light on her. You know, at, at the moment, you, you kind of empathize with Efron's character instead of being like, hey, you know, female style being selfish. But absolutely, you're right. You're forgetting to bring your family up while you're suffering yeah. where they could be the, the guiding light, right? Yeah. 
And to see the resolve at the end with the boys and the big fucking dude, that's that's what we all want. Yeah, I want a fucking ranch house with right. a fucking with badass a tree raking up the fucking leaves. Absolutely, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, and <laughs> that was fucked up. And then when the homeboys on the boat and meeting up with his brothers, oh. and I was, that was like another one. Like, God damn you! Yeah, yeah, it's so much emotion at the end of the movie. Yeah, they like all kind of meet in heaven. Carrie shows up and all his brothers are like waiting for him mm-hmm. and shit. And then they, it, it's also it's like beautiful because they meet, he meets his oldest, oldest brother, brother technically, but he was like four or something. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, like you're my big brother. And he gives him a hug and he carries him. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, why is this so goddamn beautiful? <laughs> but like, yeah, I couldn't hold, cause that happens like right, right there, over, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So like, I was like, so I'm fighting these tears, brother. <laughs> I'm fighting these tears. Like, oh, the little <laughs> right? I'm sitting there with my girl, and I'm fighting. I'm fighting them hard, right? I'm like, fuck, don't cry, don't cry. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, please don't cry. I haven't, cri- I haven't cried in a movie theater in I don't know how long, and cried from a movie in so long, like, really, like, yeah. I fight it all the time. You know, there's a couple movies that get me close, right. but I <laughs> have not cried in a movie in probably... 10 years or more i cry all the time now dude. and i'm uh like i'm over here trying my hardest like keep it together when, <laughs> when he says the whole brother thing one tear gets away from me one right i'm like, right. like, <laughs> like trying to suck it back in yeah. somehow, yeah. right and i'm just like looking at my girl and she's looking at the screen so i'm like okay she hasn't noticed good like maybe i'll get a chance right now to wipe this motherfucker yeah, 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 yeah. we'll call it a day yeah and i do I wipe it, and then another tear just rolls down, and I'm like, shit, like, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of water in there. <laughs> and then, so she notices that I'm crying. At this point, she notices that there's, like, two tears running down my, <laughs> my face, <laughs> and I'm, like, over here, like, oh, keep it together, and she notices, and she's like, aw, and she, like, hugs me, right. and then the hug That's just it. takes it over the fucking edge. Dude, yeah. I just start weeping. <laughs> 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 fucking leaking. I just start weeping. I'm just, like, sitting there crying, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, god damn it. <laughs> Like, we literally, I was like, we have to wait for everybody to leave this movie theater before I get up. I'm like a mess over here. It's one of those endings, too, where it's just silent. You know, it's just you you yourself just went through a roller coaster of shit. And then they hit you with those. And I'm not looking. I'm not turning to see the next person. You know, I'll, no. I'll keep that respect. Yeah, because you know, we're yeah. all fighting the f- good fight, brother. <laughs> <laughs> My girl was crying up a fucking storm, and I had, like, the most uncomfortable fucking throat smash in the middle of that. Yeah. Where even, you know, when you do, like, a, a heavy sob or something, you get, like, that double push. Uh-huh. And I was doing that on the surface because I know if I was going to let go... It was going to be <laughs> audible, straight up audible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I kept it together, dude. And my girl was fucking crying, bro. And she was like, she was holding on to me and everything. And, and then after the fact, we got, we got out of there pretty quick. So after that, I'm like, okay, well, let's go. Fuck it. You know, it's, you feel this weird energy leaving yeah. this fucking movie. And don't you just like want to like, Call your brothers as Absolutely. soon as you just want to call Absolutely. me like, hey, bro, I like love you. Let me, let me, <laughs> let me tell you this, dude. I go to the fucking restroom and have one of the most confusing pisses I've ever, <laughs> I've ever had in my life, the dude. Strangest release I've ever, <laughs> dude. I go to take a piss, right, and I'm, I'm walking up farthest stall, right. I'm like, let me go over here. It was, it was <laughs> in case I start crying, dude. Again. <laughs> absolutely, I started crying, bro. Really? Yeah. Not while I was pissing, but like You're as, just leaking everywhere. As I, <laughs> as I was leaving the the urinal, it was just like, oh fuck! Yeah, like, it's in, a, like, such a gut. It punch. came out, and I was like, okay, for sure. And then I waited till I got home, and I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna text this motherfucker right now. And I I fought everything to text Uli or to go into fucking Uli and Lex's room. And I told him the next day, I'm like, hey, I don't think you guys understand. Like, <laughs> this is some real shit here. Yeah. Dude. 
No, for sure, dude. No, trust. And like you texted me that I was literally in the bathroom when you texted yeah. me that, and I was all like, <laughs> <laughs> like don't, "Pano, don't do this." <laughs> Not now. <laughs> but yeah, I fucking loved the movie, and I didn't expect to. I saw the trailers for it. I was like, okay, whatever. Then I just start hearing the reviews. You know, this is a really good movie. It's sad. So right. Fuck it, give it a shot. By the end of it, I was completely wrecked, and I was like, "What the fuck did this movie, <laughs> the fuck did this movie just do to me?" Oh my god, I'm confused. <laughs> so fantastic! One of my favorite movies this year yeah. for sure. Yeah, give this—I don't know—I'd give this shit like a solid eight point five. I was or literally something. on that number, bro. Eight point five. Yeah, me. it's fucking fantastic. When we do our end of the year review, we'll see. Maybe, maybe it might go higher. It I might. don't know. We're gonna see. We're gonna see. Yeah. But fucking loved it. I love this movie. Couldn't recommend it enough. Um, uh, you don't have to be a wrestling aficionado. Yeah. It's not even about that. No, you know? it's uh, part of it. It oh, is. It is. It's the is. main part of it. Yeah. But it's actually a lot about wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Fucking fantastic. Full recommendations. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I think that should wrap it up for. This edition of the movie Dude, Power the Hour. Iron Claw, bro. One oh for the God. books, man. And then I thought Efron, Efron was so good in it. Like, I honestly think, you know, you could throw him in there for a nomination. He's yeah, not going to win. He's got some chop. He's not going to win, but you got to respect his performance. He's got some chop, and he commits to a role, bro. The he dude got bodied he transformed. up. transformed. Learned all that shit. Sort of like, uh, what the fuck, um... Uh, Tatum and Homeboy from the other Rex oh, right. too. They uh, they committed not as much, right? But they committed to that stuff. So it's really cool when you see like a comedic actor, like some raunchy shit, try to cross over and is crossing over and does it well. I'm yeah, all for it. He was it. a Disney kid. He was mm-hmm. a Disney boy, making me cry, <laughs> <laughs> doing his thing. Yeah. Well, anyways, um, uh, thanks for listening to the show, guys. You got anything else to add on the Iron Claw? Well, no. That's about it for me, man. Again, fucking excellent movie. Do recommend it. It's a brutal fucking movie, but it, yeah. the final message is is pretty good, and I think it could be appreciated from from all walks. Yeah, and there you have it, Bono's glowing recommendation. All right, well, um, we'll catch you guys next time. Make sure you tune into the other shows on the network. We are brought to you by uh, Salad, Salad Bites, Bites Media each and every episode, of course. Um, uh, our producer Ozzy out there doing Salinas Underground podcast. You know he's still at it, doing mm-hmm. those uh, history episodes. They're very interesting. If you want to learn about Salinas, go listen to that show. And we still got the Nakama boys yeah. out there doing the, the Lord's work, you know? stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean? all that fetish shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, man, I'm gonna listen to all the shows, and I'm gonna, we'll catch you guys next time, Bono. Later, Sayonara, Sammy. Electro and Bono Movie Power.